I love Christmas lights. The, the, the tackier, the better for me. Here's, here's a few. I've not been to any of these, but if, if I could, I would love to go and visit these houses. You know, you know the ha- houses that just really go to town with, with their lights. One of, um, one of the, the Pinto Christmas traditions is we'll, we'll go out for a drive and we'll hunt out these kind of homes, these houses that, that absolutely bling themselves up with, with Christmas sparkle. And um, so far, we've been twice already to the Norwich Tunnel of Lights. Not that I'm suggesting in any way at all that that's tacky. <laughs> but we've, we've been twice and, and stood in there as a family and marvelled at the, the 57,000 LEDs there are there. And stood and watched the, the 12-minute show that they, they put on. With almost constant rain that we've had recently... And the long dark light, it seems that some Christmas sparkle is just what we all need. Many of us may well struggle with this time of year when the the darkness is is dominating and the nights feel long. Uh, SAD is increasingly recognised, seasonal affective disorder. The, The low mood that comes from a lack of light and a lack of sunshine. And one of the treatments apparently for SAD seasonal affective disorder, is, is the light therapy box. It creates, according to sad.org.uk, this is what they say, a simulation of sunlight so melanopsin receptors in the eyes can trigger the required serotonin release within the brain for natural sleep cycles and general feelings of well-being. Well, it seems that we're made to live in the night. We're not made to, to live in darkness. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He says that in in John's Gospel. I I want us just to think for a few minutes tonight what Jesus means by that, that he's the light of the world. I want us to think about what it means that he offers freedom from darkness and light, life in the light. Let's think about the first one of those. What what does it mean that Jesus offers freedom from darkness? Well, he he offers freedom from a, a deeper darkness than the physical darkness that we so often don't enjoy it this time of year. In Isaiah 42, we, we had it read earlier to us. We've got words that are written, uh, as has been said, several hundred years before Jesus came to earth. God the, the Father promises to send a servant in whom will be his delight. Uh, and in the Gospels, Jesus says, I, I am that servant. So these words are speaking of Jesus, and, and it says... In verses 6 and 7 that we read earlier, I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. These words fulfilled in Jesus say that Jesus is a light for the Gentiles. That is every one of us that's, that's not a Jew He brings release from those sitting in darkness, those sitting in a dark dungeon, verse 7. Now, I I don't suppose any of us are planning this Christmas time of sitting in dungeons. We're we're free, aren't we? Students, as you prepare to head home, you're you're looking forward to home comforts, soft sofas, perhaps the, the first nutritious meal in three months. Enjoying a Christmas free of the deadlines that are looming for many of you at the moment. I don't know if you find this, as much as we look forward to Christmas, 
it never just seems to quite live up to the hype. Treasured times we've been so looking forward to with family are marked at points by tension and terseness. I have to say, often, I have to say often around New Year time, I find a sort of unexpected flatness because the, the hype of Christmas just hasn't quite been all that, hasn't lived up to quite all I hoped it would be. Divorce rates double over Christmas. Childhood abuse spikes over Christmas. And this Christmas time, 1.4 million will be working in hospitals. Adam Kay, maybe you've come across his, his first book, you might not have read this one. He's a, a junior doctor who jacked it all in after seven years and uh, became a comedian. He has written this book, Twas the, the Night Shift Before Christmas. He writes in it what it's like working over Christmas. Here's what he says in his book. There's the heart-wrenching stuff, the middle-class pastime of Christmas Eve granny dumping, bringing one's elderly or infirm relative into hospital with some vague, fabricated medical complaints so the dumpers can dedicate the next few days to solid partying, unfettered by caring for their parents. You see, we, we think we're, we're free, and yet the festive period shows that we're far more trapped than we realise. We find ourselves falling into patterns and behaviours that in the cold light of day we, we feel pretty ashamed of. And we look back on Christmas and, it's, and it's, it's maybe not been quite all we hoped. Because we all too naturally look out for ourselves. We've got four young kids and, and one of them has hit the kind of tantrum stage, the toddler stage where he just keeps saying, me, me, me. And then as I look on him doing that, me, me, me bit. I see a little bit of myself. I want me to be at the centre and I quite happily want to push God to the margins. The Bible's word for that is sin. Living in God's world and living for me, me, me. Doing our very best just to keep God at the margins. And Isaiah 42, and it, it talks about release from a, a darkness, from a dungeon. That's the darkness that Jesus is speaking about. That's the, the dark dungeon that he offers release from. There's a Dutch theologian called Soren Kierkegaard, who was around a couple of hundred years ago, and he said this, or he wrote this, sin is a prison set before us as a playground. We think living for, for me will, will make us happy, the, the playground we're all hoping for. But actually, in reality, living for me, pushing God to the margin, is a prison. We naturally chase after the playgrounds that we find end up being prisons. Sin is a prison set before us as a playground. And Jesus comes at at Christmas time offering freedom from our self-made prisons, released from our dark dungeons. He's the light of the world, offering freedom from darkness. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing for us to see. He offers life in the light. His offer is a a free offer of freedom, a gift, a a get-out-of-jail card-free. Let me uh, tell you a bit about a man called Charles. Charles studied at uh, Oxford. He was a bright lad. He arrived at university, and he lived a carefree undergraduate life. He set himself the task of having as much fun as he possibly could. But he never quite found the playground he was looking for. So he completely changed tact and became very, very religious. Spent his days reading the Bible and, and praying and, and joining as many religious groups as he could. 
Still, he didn't find the playground he was looking for. And one day he, he met a, a missionary, a man called Peter, and that, the man said to him, Charles, do, do you hope to be saved? What's your hope based on? Straight away, Charles came back and said this, because I've used my best endeavours to serve God. The missionary Peter shook his head and walked away and said nothing more, and Charles didn't really know what to do with the conversation. And for ten more long, joyless, aching years, he continued living in his prison, being very religious, but still aware that he was trapped. Till finally, Charles came across some words in the Bible that said this, they spoke of Jesus, and it said of him who loved him and gave himself for him. The one who loved him and gave himself for him. See, finally, Charles saw that Jesus gave a way out of his prison. He couldn't break himself out of the dark dungeon. He tried all he could to do that in religious living, but he needed Jesus to do it for him. I never knew Charles. He lived well before my time. But many of us will know these words that have, that have come up already. He wrote this song, uh, it seems, pretty soon after he came to faith. Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. The words many of us will know, words of, of Charles Wesley. Chains off, heart free, and following thee, the Lord Jesus. I've been a Christian for a bit over 20 years, and that's been just my experience. My heart is free because I know that I can rest in not having to earn God's love for me. I'm free because I don't have to try and live earning the love of others. I'm free because I I don't have to find my identity in what I do or achieve. Now imagine amongst us, we're we're pretty split down the middle when it comes to presence. They're the the last minuters uh, and those that plan way in advance. Before I got married, I was the last minuter. I'd, I'd go out on on Christmas Eve and frantically go around the shops trying to find presents in the, the fading lights, looking into the eyes of other panicked shoppers who didn't quite know what to get for themselves. That's some of us. Uh, for others of us, we'll be super organised. My sister-in-law, I joke not, asks in August what the children were like for Christmas. By mid-October, she has everything wrapped and ready. Well, whether we're the, uh, the last minuters or super ahead of the game... This Christmas time, we'll, we'll receive the, the full range of gifts, won't we? There'll be somewhere we'll say, thanks so much, you really shouldn't have done. The stress being on the end of that sentence. There'll be others that we'll get that we will genuinely del- be delighted with, because time and thought and, and energy's gone into them. The best presents that we'll give or receive, whether we're last minute or, or well ahead of the game, are the ones we, we put ourselves into. Well, God puts himself into the greatest gift for you and I this Christmas. Let me read again words we've heard read already from from John chapter 3. God so loved this world that he gave his one and only son. The greatest gift on offer for you and I is, is a person. 
It is the person of the Lord Jesus. And, and that is life in the light. Life with Jesus. Knowing him, experiencing more of his love. Tasting his, his goodness and kindness to us. Now, I've, I've not had to teach my children the, the drill when it comes to Christmas presents. They open the presents, say thank you, and they crack on with enjoying them. I, I don't expect them to spend all afternoon saying, thank you so much, Daddy. The joy is in seeing them going on and enjoying the presents. It's the same with God the Father. He offers you and I the gift of his son, and he wants us to enjoy the gift. Life following him, that is life in the light. There there is the the true playground that we're looking for. There is the the root out of our our self-made prisons. You and I are made to live in the light. We're not made to live in darkness. I pray this Christmas season will be a great time for you. Do enjoy the Christmas lights. But I pray that this Christmas might be a time when you grasp the greater light. The Lord Jesus who says, I'm the light of the world. Offering freedom from darkness. And life in the light. Life with the person of the Lord Jesus. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you come declaring yourself the light of the world. Please, this Christmas time, would we see more what that great offer is, that offer of of freedom from darkness, the darkness of the self-made prisons we put ourselves in by our sin, and the offer of life in the light, life with the person of the Lord Jesus. And knowing and experiencing his unending, unearned love for us. Amen.